The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Some abuse is dangerously obvious, while other types of abuse creep into our family DNA in covert ways. Keeping family secrets, intimidation, the silent treatment, and cyberbullying are just a few examples of the many forms of abuse with troubling outcomes. Often victims ask, why did this happen to me? Or, what can I do? While abusers will excuse their behavior asking, why do you make me do this? Victims and abusers can rewrite their stories, improve their relationships, and break the cycle for their future generations. In Christine Hammond's latest book, Abuse Exposed, you will learn the wide range of types of abuse, both overt and covert, the generational links to abuse, what to do before, during, and after abuse, how to confront your abuser, how to talk to a victim of rape, Finding forgiveness despite the pain. How to rewrite your story and avoid future problems. And much, much more. Look for Christine Hammond's latest book, Abuse Exposed, now available on Amazon. This is Understanding Today's Narcissist. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. And now, here's your host, Christine Hammond. Hi, welcome back. This is part three with Dr. Nay, and I am so excited to talk about this little segment with her because she has such a unique story, but we are going to talk about co-parenting today and what it's like to have to co-parent with a narcissist. This is probably one of my most frequently asked questions when people email me is how can they do this and do it well? And so I'm going to like, just get you started on it. Like, tell us like a little bit about the story of what it was like having to co-parent with Jordan. Okay, sure. Thanks, Christine. Thank you for having me again. So yeah, my story is a little different in the sense that narcissists are, you know, they all want power and control. So of course they're going to want power and control over parenting, even though they're not really interested in being actual parents. And so that was my issue. Let's not forget that problem. Yes. Yeah. Let's not forget that. So that was my issue with Jordan because when, before I'd left him, my daughter was in her twos. And so she was acting out of course, and he would not chastise her or give her boundaries. And so I went to my therapist at the time and I said, God, I'm trying to like have Jordan, you know, help me be a parent. She said, why don't you talk to him? So let me tell you how great that went. So I went back and talked to him. So listen, Chandler's too. I really need you to help me. He goes, sorry, I can't do that. I mean, he literally said that. To wow. Me. Sorry, I can't do that. So I went back to her. I was like, you got any other, other ideas? Right. So at that point, I realized I was on my own with yeah. the parenting, right? Yeah. And which was fine in a way because he really didn't want a parent. He just wanted to be their friend. Mm-hmm. And that still continues. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had that Disney dad. 
Yeah. yeah and I had a Disney dad. Mm-hmm. So he just didn't want to do that. And so it kind of worked out for us, but then he did get arrested. Right. right. And so I was very lucky in that sense, because that really took a lot of his power away. Mm. And a lot of your listeners don't have that luxury. Correct. They have to deal with them. Right. And my, my, my feeling around that is, here's the thing. If you think that a person only wants power and control, they, you know, they're, they're very going to be very hard, frustrating to deal with because they don't really want a parent, but they only want uh, power and control. And so I understand why it's a conundrum, Mm -hmm. but I think that you like the person who is the parent, usually the mother learn about parenting, become educated about how to be a great parent. So you feel confident in your parenting abilities because they will challenge them. I mean, Jordan could convince me I'm wrong about something that I just read a minute ago. Right. 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 And so, cause they're so such quick talkers and they manipulate. And so, but if you feel really educated about parenting and how you want to parent and what your values are around parenting and when they challenge you, you can hopefully stick to them mm-hmm. and not get knocked back and think that you're wrong just because they're telling you you're wrong. Right. Right. How old were your kids when you went through the divorce? So my children were three and five. Okay. So they were very young. Very young. Very, very young. And we and we moved to California because I did not want them to deal with that legacy in New York. I didn't think that it, that was their responsibility. And at that point, I think Jordan was in jail, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when they were that young, I just said he was on a business trip because they were too young. They didn't need to imagine their dad in jail. Right. You know, and then he would call them um, and then he did get out of jail and then he moved to California. And I was very nice to him at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, we had 50 50 custody, mm-hmm. but he didn't he didn't really have them 50 percent of the time. And, and and we would certainly have challenges with parenting um, for sure. But I knew what I was able to hold my boundaries and be strong. So for those people who are going through the divorce process, like one of the um, frustrating things I hear from a lot of my clients is that they're afraid of like a 50-50 custody. And, yeah. and what I've tried to explain to them, and maybe you can talk to them a little bit, a little about this as well. Like, even though they say they want 50-50, they don't ever really no. do it. Right. No, just give it to them. You know, just give it to them because they just want to feel like they win and so, right. So you win on the paper, but they are not going to wake up every day and make breakfast and make lunch and take to doctor's appointments and dentist appointments and soccer and deal with the cleats and deal with the homework. Right. Can and throwing up in the middle of the night. Right. There, there, there's no way they're going to do that. So, you know, the thing about it, too, is. You, I think for my, for me and a lot of the women that I work with, as much as their ex-husband was controlling them. There was a piece of them that was, was controlling a little bit too. Mm -hmm. And so like, you just have to release that you, you have to make your decisions based upon you, not anticipating what they're going to do, what they're going to say, how they're going to react because you'll never know. Right. So why waste your energy or mind? Right. Right. So do what you want to do and then see what happens. 
because you I, can't anticipate. I love that advice for them because that that's often what they're doing and they're kind of conditioned, right? Within the marriage to do that. And that's the problem. And in the reason why therapy is so important, because in the marriage, they're conditioned that if they do fill in the blank, then there won't be a consequence of an eruption or a rant or whatever right. kind of abusive behavior comes afterwards. That's that's so right. And that's that conditional regard, you know, right. like if you behave well, you'll get the reward. Well, guess what? As you saw, there's no reward. Right. There's no reward ever coming your way. Nope. So don't fall for it and anticipate that they'll be difficult and be ready for it. Right. But it's your children. And, you know, I could cry as I say this. I mean, I have the most beautiful relationship with my children and they're wonderful. They're my best friends. They're 28 and 26. Mm-hmm. And if I could do it, you could do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so what was it really like, like that co-parenting aspect of it? Like, um, obviously the, even though he's like not really showing up or not doing all the things that he's supposed to, you're winding up with more, but I'm sure there were arguments and fights along the way. Yeah. So talk a little bit about oh, how you manage that. Yeah. So, I mean, the one thing about a narcissist well, there's so many, but the one thing that I'm going to pertain to this topic is that um, if you have a child that has special needs or you feel like could be on the spectrum or you feel like has ADHD um, and you bring that to the narcissist. Now, remember, they think everybody's an extension of them. So their own children, they're going to go nuts. Right. Expect cool. that they're going to fight you on this. Yep. Not with this with my son. Uh, he's lovely and he's a rapper, but definitely school was not made for him. So I wanted him to get a neuropsych evaluation. Well, you would have thought I said to my ex-husband, I want to cut his arm off. <laughs> yes. No, and I know. He, yes. he fought me every single bit of the way, but I just got around it. Yeah. You know, and, and don't be afraid that they're going to catch you and take you to court. Be smart. You know, do what you need to do. Reach out to the professionals you need to reach out to. And if you can't say it, have the professionals say it to them mm-hmm. and have a lot of professionals around. Because remember, they do want a good image. Right. So they might acquiesce to a professional. Um, but yeah, they, they I just would always get around it and still take them. And I just didn't listen. Right. Honestly, I didn't listen. He didn't he couldn't control me anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay, take me to court. I, I like, and he never did. Um, but I just don't, don't take their word as gospel. They're only people. Right. So how did, what did you do with the kids? Like, how did you help them navigate having a dad like Jordan? Oh yeah. So luckily for me, I, I grew up in a home where we discussed everything. I mean, if there was a crack on the wall, my mother would talk to me about it for four hours. So She was. So I spoke to my children ad nauseum about it. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you feel? What are you thinking? Is it hard to be with your dad? You know, what do you need? Like you need to learn how to speak with him. And so in a very developmentally appropriate way, as they got older and older, I told them about our lives and what we had gone through. Mm -hmm. And so when the movie came out, they didn't care. How old were they when you started to share with them some of that information? I would say once we moved to California around six and eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would do it together. Mm -hmm. Right. So they could have each other. And I think that was a very important piece for them Mm -hmm. was to have each other. And I never used my children. I never weaponized my children. Good. 
I was never a gatekeeper. I mean, I really could have done that with Jordan, clearly. I mean, clearly. criminal, yes. but I just said, you know what? My mother never did that with my father. And so I learned that from her that, you know what? I have children with this man for whatever reason, a reason that I don't understand. And he is their father. Mm-hmm. And I am accountable to that. Mm-hmm. And I have to navigate this for them. Right. Whatever that looks like. So I think that's such an important piece of it because what I see a lot of clients trying to do is withhold the kids Mm -hmm. from the narcissistic uh, spouse. And so talk a little bit about like your rationale for why not to do this. Yes. Well, again, you know, I think because I, you know, a lot of things are learned behaviors, right? And so my mother really was a great role model for me for that. And so what I would tell myself when he would drive me nutty, because of course that would happen. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know what, Nadine, you like this, this, this is their father and we're in, you're in this and you can, you know, allow them to have a relationship with their dad. And when they get older, they get to decide what that relationship looks right. like. Right. I'm not God. Right. You know, children come through me, but I don't own them. And they have to have their own autonomy. And so I would, you know, and I have to talk myself off the ledge about that many, many days, you know, especially have an 18 year old boy with a movie like The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that's not. No, good. no, it's very impressionable. Um, but I let my kids go to the movie premiere. And a lot of my friends gave me, you know, crap for that. But I said, no, this is their father. This is their lives. And it, and it's all OK. Mm hmm. You know, because listen, if I would have kept my kids from him, then that keeps me in a war with him. Right. And I don't want that. Right. I I think that's a classic mistake that a lot of people make that somehow you can protect the child from this person. But when that person is their father or their mother, like you're not doing them any justice, right? By trying to keep them from it, you're actually creating a situation in which they don't learn how to deal with it and they need to learn how to deal with it. They need to learn how to deal with it. And Jordan is a good dad. He has a good relationship with his kids they know that he's not like the emotional touchstone. Right. Right. They've figured out what they can get from him, what they can. Right. And they've navigated that relationship. Right. And they've done it. Has it always been easy? No. But what parent-child relationship is. Right. No matter who you're with. So, yeah, I was just very lucky that I was taught by my mother to do that. And, you know, um, my dad was a Disneyland dad and a gambling addict. And at 31, I was like, guess what, dad, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. And I came to that on my own. Right. And so I figured my kids are bright enough. I believe in them enough. They, whatever they want, whatever they need. And if they don't feel comfortable with that relationship, when they're adults, they'll figure it out. So d- did you have any resistance from your kids going to spend time with Jordan when they were younger? You know, um, not really. Not really. I mean, because um, what would happen when he when I first moved is I had to send them for the summer. Mm-hmm. And that was terrible. I mean, I cried every single night, cried hysterically. Like but the I whole did, summer the kids had to go yeah, with him? Because I, they had me for the whole year. And yeah. so we had to do that. But then he ended up moving to California. So it was OK. And again, he didn't have them a lot mm-hmm. because he didn't want it. Mm-hmm. He would get taken for a night on the weekend, maybe. 
And that was okay. So I want you to talk to the mom right now who's facing that same scenario, right? Because I have a lot of, a lot of them who do face that same scenario where they have to turn over their kids to somebody for a whole summer or a month of a summer and they're terrified and scared, like talk to them for a second. Yeah. So what, what I would want to say, what's really helped me through this process is realizing I cannot control everything and it would be grandiose of me (laughs) to think that I could. Mm -hmm. And so what I use a lot with my patients is in the wizard of Oz, when she puts surrender Dorothy in the sky, (laughs) I always say surrender, let go, let's go, let go. And, you know, have faith, have hope that again, you had children with this man for a reason and you just, this is part of the process and you can't control everything and you have to let go for your children. Mm-hmm. Because if you t- keep acting um, very anxious and very frenetic around it, they will feel that, mm-hmm. you know? So I I would like send them off calmly and then break down on my own. It wasn't their job to take care of me. And that's very important not to not feel what you're feeling, of course, and validate that, but when they're not there. Right. Right. They to them, yeah, you'll go, you'll have a great time. You'll have fun with your dad. You can always call me, you know, or I would, um, sometimes I would like, uh, take bedtime stories from my kids and send them or like, um, get little rocks and put them in a shoebox and put like a picture of our house. And if they miss me, they could shake it. That's you know, great. Right. Yes. Yeah. Little like little things. ideas for them and for you, like those are transitional objects for them. Mm-hmm. And they learned those summers, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they ever brush their teeth, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what I say to my clients on that issue, like is, well, you bring them back and you send them to the doctor, you send them to the dentist and let them like handle it all rather than you having to do that fight. Yes. Because right. you can listen, here's the thing there are repercussions to divorce, mm-hmm. right? And I remember when I first told my ex-husband I was leaving him and I love holidays and I love cooking for them and making a big to-do of them. And I thought, wow, I must really hate you that I'm willing to give up my kids for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But there are repercussions and we have to tolerate that. Right. That's separation from them. And it does get easier. And then then you get happy when they go because you have some free time. <laughs> right. It actually becomes good, right? Because yeah, now you're taking good. care of yourself, right? And you learn how to take care of yourself during yep. those times yep. that you might wind up neglecting at other points in times. And it pays yep. back in dividends, right? Like mm-hmm, you said, mm-hmm. you have a great relationship with your kids. Yeah. And you know, it does when they, and then when they come back, when you're, you're replenished, you're refreshed, you're resourced again, you'll be better to deal with them. Mm -hmm. And listen, if something major comes up, of course, you're going to, to deal with it. I mean, you're not going to not protect your children, but you know, let's, let's not anticipate that that's going to happen and let's wait for facts. Right. And when it happens, just know, just like you got away from them, you'll handle it. So that's, that's what will happen. Right. Right. I love that. So like any kind of parting thoughts or ideas for people who are trying to co-parent with a narcissist and it's not going well for them, what, what would you recommend that they do? 
Well, the first thing I would recommend that they do is they have realistic expectations. I mean, the narcissist didn't listen to you when you were married to them. You're certainly they're certainly not going to listen to you when you're divorcing them. Okay, And so to expect that they will be difficult and expect that they won't listen to you. But I think that if you loosen your need for control and don't kind of play into their game, Mm-hmm. It'll go a lot smoother mm-hmm. because once they realize they can't get a rise of you, they can't really manipulate you through the children. They lose their power. They get disinterested. Right. And that usually does happen. I know it sounds scary to hold that, but give it a try and see what happens. Yeah. When, and then once your you're, once you're no longer a source of attention for them, yes. they, they have to get their feeding somewhere. So they will move on to the next person slash target, however you want to call it. And, and by the way, they will always screw up. Yes. Right. They don't, they don't have impulse control. Right. So they will usually screw up in some way. And it, here's the thing. It's all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, when you've lived with the narcissist, you have this internal threat response. Mm-hmm. Just if you get a text from them or an email and just take a deep breath, read the email bring your prefrontal cortex <laughs> online, online and, right. and handle it. And you can handle it. And I'm living proof that you can handle it. Well, thank you so much. I really have enjoyed talking with you over these last three series and just tell everybody how they can reach out to you if they'd like to find out more about you. Sure. You can go to my website, nadinemacaluso.com or my Instagram at Nadine Macaluso and Dr. Nay. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Understanding Today's Narcissist with Christine Hammond. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. For more information, visit GrowWithChristine.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.